Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. We're back. This is 95.9 FM WATD in Marshfield, Massachusetts. My name is Mike McNamara. You're listening to McNamara on Money. And my son, Justin, and director of investments at McNamara Financial is with me this morning. We're talking about investing in diversification and all kinds of interesting stuff. At least we think so. Uh, uh, Our telephone number here, 781-837-4900. If you've got an investment-related question, we'd love to help you out on that. And uh, one other quick announcement, folks. This show, uh, a tape. Can I even use the word tape anymore on a radio show? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, A a timeless definition. Well, yeah, a timeless, even though not quite accurate, right, Tim? Or something right, like exactly. That. Yeah. <laughs> I'll well, bet you it, our audience understands it. <laughs> okay, how about a repeat of this show uh, will be aired uh, next Sunday, not tomorrow, on WATD from 7.30 to 9.30. Uh, and that's a regular event, folks. So we occupy a two-hour time slot uh, uh, on, on each day of the weekend. And tomorrow you'll get last week's show, just in case you missed it sort of a thing. So whatever. Um, so. You don't have to tape it on your video cassette anymore and, and there, replay it. There you it. go. It's 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 in the cloud or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's like ions floating around. You don't even have to get app. out the Betamax. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Josh, before we go get get down here, I was just thinking. I, I have been doing this show since 1990, and and you know, um, it's too well. I'm I'm glad you're the age that you're at, but. You know, I, I was thinking about the investment and investing atmosphere, and from like '95 to '99, 
was like the best U.S. market we've had forever. And, and the general theme and comments and questions over those time on this show and people in general were like, uh, you know, unbelievable to the extreme. You know, I had people who were unhappy with 14% returns because the S&P averaged 25. Okay, but when the crash and burn came, you know, in 2000, 2001 with the tech bubble, was almost three years of absolute misery. So if you ever wanted a contrast in investment climates from roughly 95 to 99 was investment heaven and from late 99 to 00 to 01 and 02 was investment hell and they were back to back Justin it was unbelievable so yeah. just a little history about why people should get diversified you know I, ha- the fi- well, I have the numbers it was um, 1995 the S&P 37% there you go next year 23 Next year, 33. Next year, 28 and a half. Yep. And then 1999 was 21. All right. What do you, what do you got for the next three or four? 2000, negative nine. 2001, negative 12. 2002, negative 22. Okay. And, and that was three negative years in a row. Okay. Yeah. It was, a, it, it, was, it was the extreme in terms of investment clients packed into like an eight-year deal, as a matter of fact. It was unbelievable. By the way, those returns, you know, at, at one point, the market was down a whole lot more than those averages, depending on how you want to count. But just what, what a contrast. Yeah. And I hope that never happens again. <laughs> Yeah, right. and, and just yeah, just to go back to our discussion, yeah, a, a lot of folks didn't have the S and I mean, if 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 people had the S and P five hundred, they would have been a lot better off than maybe what they had, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you yeah. had a lot of folks who were invested in, yeah. in heavy growth uh, stuff, which would which would have had higher numbers on the upside and uh, also lower numbers on the downside. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, th- thankfully we don't have too many folks leave us. We have we have t- turnover, but it's pretty low, I think. And and I can clearly remember Justin, maybe a, a dozen conversations over those four or five years where people had balanced portfolios were unhappy with their measly 14% return as opposed to the 25 in the S&P. Clearly, Justin, clearly. But, you know, lessons learned, uh, folks, and and hopefully mentioning these will give you some perspective. Anyway, so time is precious. You need to start with your priorities and go from there, okay? Yep. Uh, Okay, so I think, I guess probably what I'll start with is we, we... we sort of transitioned into uh, what's been added to pies in the past, you know, I guess we'll, I, I don't, you know, we'll call it the last five or 10 years and spend a little bit of time, not a ton on kind of new asset classes. And maybe, maybe we'll call it generically alternative investments. Do you want to spend a little time there? Yeah, they're still on trial if you ask me, but go for it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them are. A lot of them are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and again, again. So, at, like anything else, uh, you know, anytime there's a new opportunity uh, or, or anytime there's a new product, part of the industry will look at it as a sales opportunity, right? Oh, you know, now we have a uh, a long short fund, right? And you know, now that's not just available to the wealthy anymore. Now, you know, now you can get it in a mutual fund form uh, or even an ETF form, and you should have it because it's it's available. And, and you know, they they sort of they sell the benefits of it. Well, maybe probably usually uh, not mentioning the drawbacks. So, hey, 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 Justin, just out of curiosity, did you yeah. ever hear of an option income fund? Uh, I have, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, there, there, was a, there was an asset class you had to have until you didn't need it anymore, let me tell you. But anyway. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, you're, oh. So this, was, this is in the past? Yeah. I oh, 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 no. I, I'll tell you some stories sometime. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah. Uh, anyway, oh, oh. Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll talk. I guess 
we'll call them alternative investments, although alternative investments is is certainly not a uh, a well-defined term. I mean, if you asked five different advisors to, to say which asset classes went into the alternative category, you, you would likely get five different answers, although there would be some overlap. Maybe six uh, or seven different answers, Justin, right. but whatever. Yep. Right. Uh, and so we'll say alternative investments because they're and, – and you know for our purposes, let's just say that they're investments that are – that are relatively new, at least in the last maybe 10 or 15 years. All right. And I'll just give some examples of them. Uh, and I guess we'll talk about whether or not they are good ideas. You know, full disclosure, we do, u- we, we do use some of these, um, but that doesn't mean that everyone should own them. Uh, and so I'll, I'll guess I'll, I'll go in. The, the one that's easiest to explain is a, uh, is a long short fund. And these were these were more popular in the, they, they tend to get very popular in the aftermaths of, um, of bear markets. And a long short fund is just a fund that will go long, in other words, buy uh, certain, certain assets, let's call it, let's use stocks as the example, because uh, that's the most common, and then short uh, other stocks, right? So in theory, if, if, you're, if you're perfectly long short, uh, if you're half and half, the market shouldn't affect you, right? If you're buying, uh, if you buy Ford and sell GM, which is a pretty common uh, example that we use, in theory, anything that affects the, let's say in this case, the car market as a whole, shouldn't affect your portfolio, right? Let's say, let's say uh, you know, consumer sentiment is up, the economy is doing well, that should affect both Ford and GM. And since you're long one and short one, your portfolio won't go anywhere, right? And, and same with you know, the alternative, if, if the economy gets worse, if people stop buying, um, you're long one and short one on the downside, and so you uh, you don't lose any money there either, right? Yeah, and, by the way, folks, generally speaking, you know, and you're right, they became popular after the downturn. So in our business, yep. things become popular after you should have had them. Uh, right. and, 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 and going forward, they probably won't work because we're going on the other side of that equation. But that's, <clears throat> that's just a general comment, mind you. Right. <laughs> yeah, and that's, yeah, I guess that's a, yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a very good point because, you know, you don't, so people probably are, are saying long short, what's long short? Because they probably haven't heard about it, but but I, I promise you that back in you know 2009, long short was being sold because, oh, look at this fund. It's got such low volatility. Um, but again, anyway, so just to finish it up, you know, long short is just, it's really just, in this case, in this example, it's kind of a pure stock picker, right? Oh, I think that Ford's going to do better than GM, so I buy Ford, I sell GM, and if there is a difference in the performance between those two stocks, that is what you're going to get for a return, and you should essentially wipe out the the market movement point of it. I mean, it's it's obviously the funds are usually larger portfolios where you're taking a bunch of positions, right? And and you may be, you know, you may may often be using kind of technical analysis computers to just assess which which fund, you know, which this this universe of the stocks are buys because I think you know my computer algorithm is telling me that these ones are likely to do better than these ones, so I'm going to buy this bunch and I'm going to sell this bunch over here. And as long as my computer model's right, the good bunch will do better and I'll make money and I will do that all the while while the market is going up and down and I'm really not being affected by it too much. Okay, so that's, that's, a, that's an example of what we would call an alternative investment. And I, I think, you know, I, I don't know if I will, I don't know if I would say, this is not, I don't have any data to back this up, but, but alternative investments are investments that maybe 
you would define as not having a um, as not having a an intrinsic rate of return, right? So, some of them certainly will, but you know, there's no reason why a long short fund should make money, right? If you are half long, in other words, you, you bought stocks with half of it, your money, and you sold with the other half, there's no essentially the average long short fund, right? Should be should make no money um, because yep. you know because you know not everyone can you know can be above average, yeah. and so. Most of either the good one, either the good one has to be better than you expected, or the bad one has to be worse than you expected to make any money, basically. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I mean, okay. yeah, and, and of course, you know, some will, and you know, some of them will make money. Uh, yeah. And if you can pick the right one, and you can get a return with essentially with very little risk, that's terrific. And you know, by all yeah. means, there's yeah. there's a lot of people chasing that. Uh, and and why wouldn't they, right? I mean, if you yeah. can make money with with very little risk, uh, that is a that's a very enticing proposition to a lot of people, which is why, um, you know, there's a lot of investment strategies that are trying to do that. But, you know, it's, it's just an example of it's a it's something in a portfolio that is it's alternative for a reason, because it's not, you know, there, if you if you just own a long short fund, there's not you, you shouldn't necessarily make any money. Right. Yeah. Um, Jack, do you have you, a general sense of their rough performance since day one? I mean, any, I mean, you you check these things, but are they doing like what they're expected over the long run, or what, what's the what's the early readout on uh, their uh, their success or lack of? Let me or see do you if I can one? find it. I have yeah. I have to look up. Uh, uh, if you don't know it off the top, yeah, don't worry about it. No, no, I, I don't. Okay. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't keep no, all no, that no. in my head. If yeah, only I, I could. Yeah, no, no, no. That that would be drivel that you don't need to worry about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, moving along. So long, short. Okay. Got that. Yeah. Uh, you know, another one. Um, managed futures is another one that you know that, that again, full disclosure, we do we do have some positions in managed futures in our portfolios. Uh, a managed futures fund is really we'll just call it. It's easier to think of as a trend following fund, right? So, uh, what you do is you know th- there are uh, futures contracts. Uh, which you know, and I, I always use the Trading Places example. I know that movie is now very old with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd, uh, but it's a good one if you haven't seen it. Uh, they work on the Chicago Board of Options Trading, and you know they're buying, and you know where people are buying and selling futures contracts on pork bellies and orange juice and wheat and all that good stuff. Um, and so, you know, a futures contract is just an agreement to buy or sell something at a given point in the future. And managed futures funds are managers who come in and they try to follow price trends in in whatever asset they're looking at. You know, and they may look at all all managed all, you know all managed futures contracts or uh, or just a sort of a subset of them. Uh, and they're trying to follow trends in those markets in order to make some money, right? And trying okay. you know trying to exploit inefficiencies in those markets. And again, you know, that's an asset class. Where there's not necessary, there shouldn't necessarily be a long-term return to hold it. It's not like owning a bond, where if you buy a bond, you're going to get whatever the coupon is, right? If you buy a bond that that has a that has a four percent coupon on it, you hold the bond, they pay you your four yeah. percent, and at the end you get your money back. And so there's a return that's that's sort of. Uh, associated with holding that, yeah, bond. you're you're investing in an asset versus investing in movements or trends, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's yeah, it's not a, it's not a real thing. It's just a you're yeah, you're investing in a strategy, right? Um, yep. Uh, yep. Which is which is the same with with a lot of a lot of these types of investments will be strategies, and if they work great, I mean, but if not, there's 
you know, they, they don't necessarily get you paid um, to own them, right? Say, and the yep. same thing with the stocks, yep. right? Stocks Agreed. make yep. money over time. They may not pay a dividend, but they do have, you know, mo- well, if you, not all stocks have profits. Uh, mo- most, okay. <laughs> most stocks have <laughs> profits. And as those profits grow, the shareholder should uh, benefit from those profits either through a dividend or through price appreciation, right? Yep. Um, but again, that's not the case with, say, a managed futures fund, which is just trying to tra- follow a trend, right? Uh, gold is a sort of a similar investment, right? You don't get paid to hold gold, and so which is why it would also be in the alternative investment category. Um, but but there are investments. The, the ones that you tend to hear most about are investments that tend to do well when you are, you know, when, when times are bad, right? Um, th- that's, that's mostly when you hear about alternative investments as yep. a great, uh, you know, as a great option because, oh, the market is, you know, it's 2007, the market, let me, actually, this, this sheet is actually coming in really handy. Okay. Um, uh, in 2000 and, let's say 2008, bad the U.S. Year. market, right? Bad year, the U.S. Yeah. market's down 37. Yep. Well, let's see what gold did. Well, gold, Bailed you out a little bit. Didn't have a huge year, but it was up five percent. I'll uh, take five up five minus thirty-seven anytime. Yep. yep. And you know your long, your average long short fund. I don't know what it did in yeah. two thousand and seven, but yeah. it, it, chances are it did a lot better than negative thirty-seven percent, right? So yeah. you you have a um, you have a a situation where some assets are 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 very helpful at certain times and that's when everyone wants them and they say, oh man, my, yeah. my S&P 500 fund is down 37. Look at this <laughs> yeah. long short fund over here. It's up too. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, it, it sounds perverse to say, hey, there are times when being down less is very important, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah. get excited about your minus four versus minus 40. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in this case, I, mean, I guess long short wasn't a great example. I did look up the Credit Suisse long short equity uh, index and in 2008, uh, it did um, only negative 20. Perfect. You're head, right. A hedge. <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and just to explain, most long short funds are not perfectly equal on both sides. They're, you know, generally speaking, they're a little bit more long than they are short. So there's kind of an implied rate of return um, because if you have more of your money invested in the stock market and less negative the stock market, then you should have some little, some little bit of return. Uh, over the long term. Okay. Um, but anyway, in managed futures, which is another pie slice that is, is sort of becoming more and more common, the reason for that and the reason that we in particular are using it is because historically it has done very well at the worst times for the stock market, right? And so we now have that in our portfolios. And the reason that we're using it is because we have some concerns about uh, about the market, you know, which are we, we think are fairly valid after uh, you know after almost ten years of uh, of fairly good returns. At some point, the party will end, and we have it in there as a defensive position. Okay, which we've been getting questions about because it's been going nowhere for a while. Absolutely, yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, so, and we would say, yeah, certainly fair questions, and that's why <laughs> and that's probably why we're doing this show is because of the questions that we get about you know, why do we own this or that or the other thing? And, and, you know, we're sort of constantly having the discussion. You know, we're thinking long-term. We don't know what's going to happen year to year. We're now at a point where we think, you know, volatility is is more concerning to us than it was five years ago, right? Five years ago, we didn't own anything that would be, that was a specifically defensive position, right? We didn't own anything that that was in there that, that probably wouldn't, wasn't a permanent part of the portfolio because we didn't have 
particular concerns about volatility back in 2014. But as the market has continued to run up, you know, the way we manage money is where we're, we get more and more concerned about volatility as prices get higher, which is we think is the right thing to do. And right. we're going to be right someday about that. And we'll Abs- be right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and at that point, uh, you know, that's when, that's when knock on wood, uh, we get, you know, you get the benefit out of holding that, even though there will be times when, um, when it will look lousy, as long as you stick with it. Uh, long enough, and as long as you've you know you know done the right research and picked the right investments, uh, they should be very helpful um, at uh, at lousy times. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how many more of those we want to go into, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess. So well, that's well, anyway, let's let's yeah. let's take let's take the big one. You want to talk about SRI for a few minutes? I mean, that's certainly something. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's uh, and and that's something you're reasonably passionate about. So why don't we do that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. This is a you know socially responsible investment uh, investing. Uh, you will also hear it referred to as ESG investing, which is uh, investing um, environmental, social governance, something like yes, that, right? Yep, yeah. Yep. Governance. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we we now have it's I'd say mostly being driven by the younger generation of uh, of more socially conscious, more environmentally conscious consumers. We now have a rise in. Uh, investment options that sort of exclude uh, exclude certain stocks from portfolios, stocks and bonds from portfolios. The idea being, you know, I don't want to use my money to reward. I just, you know, we'll pick on ExxonMobil because they're an easy target. Um, although there are plenty, there are certainly plenty of uh, companies out there that that probably fit the uh, not very environmentally friendly um, uh, model. Um, so. I don't want to use my money to reward ExxonMobil. I don't want to buy any of their shares. I don't want to increase their their share price because I think that fossil fuels are going to ruin the, you know, are going to destroy the earth. And so I, I want to not reward them. I want to have my money go into, you know, be used to reward companies that are doing good work, right? You know, green tech or, uh, you know, or you know, clean energy funds. Uh, as opposed to fossil fuels, and that's just one example. And there's there are many there are many factors, and, and you know the term the term social doesn't means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And so what you have is uh, you know different factors on which companies are judged to be uh, socially uh, you know socially friendly. Yeah, I do they so. treat their employees right. nicely and they take good care of them and all that good stuff? Yeah, I, that, yep. yeah, that, that that's been around for a while, but it's I think it's gaining momentum. Uh, correct? I mean, I, yeah. I, I, pretty easily. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, part of the you know part of it is. There's just so many more. I think you know part of it is the, is the sheer number of people that are invested now, right? I mean, I, I don't. Again, these are not numbers that I have. These are just anecdotal. But you know, we would even when I started in the business, there weren't a lot. You know, we weren't working with a lot of twenty year olds, right? Yeah. There, you know, there weren't a lot yeah. of people who were you know just out of uh, just out of college and coming in and saying, hey, I need some help with my four hundred one k because it just wasn't as popular, right? I mean, yep. the, the the generation before you had pensions. And, you know, they didn't really worry about saving. And then, they were, you know, there's a sort of a transition generation, which, you know, where people started to lose their pensions. And now, because we're, we're so many generations removed from that, um, with the exception of, you know, of mostly the public sector, everyone knows, you know, kids are raised on, you need a 401k, right? Every, you know, every kid who's graduating, probably they're, you know, they're, well, well hopefully their parents say, hey, you need to start saving some money uh, because there is no... Uh, there is no pension, and Social Security is, you know, is 
is there, it probably is going to be with us for a long time, but it, it may very well, it, there's a good chance yeah. it won't maintain your lifestyle. Yep. And so we just have, we just have a lot of responsible younger folks. And so now there are so many people investing that the options are really, and there's so much money in the system, that the options are really starting to explode. Uh, and you know, one of the, I mean, that's good and bad, right? Um, but one of the one of the options that now they're rolling out are uh, are investments that are based on your your values as opposed to just purely making money. Yeah, and then that I mean that's certainly you you can't argue with the concept, right? Uh, and, and you know the, the the jury is still out a bit about performance versus buying some of those ugly companies in your portfolio, but it's a very yeah. healthy thing. I th- I think it, it, it's been around literally for 30 years, but it's really gained momentum with uh, Gen Xers and uh, you know you millennials and stuff like that. So it's great. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I, you know I think it's pr- that's not that doesn't really fit into the. Uh, SRI is, is really it's not a uh, it didn't come about because of uh, because someone looked at data and said oh hey look at this these companies right. do better I mean it, yep. it was really yep. it was it was mostly the other way around where people said hey I want to invest in socially responsible companies hey let's look at the numbers and you know I, I don't I don't necessarily believe, you know, there are certainly studies that say socially, you know, socially conscious companies do better. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go into them with the expectation that they will. Uh, You know, I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't call them a return, you know, a return play. It's not, you don't go there because you think you're going to make more money. You would, I I would do it um, because, you know, it's, it fits your values better, right? Yeah, I mean, if. Yeah, if in reality, if, if every company on the planet earned a little bit less money and spent it more on desirable things, well, that, that would be okay with me. I want you to know. Right. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. hey, yeah. You're getting so progressive in your old age, Dan. Well, I, 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 you know, you're, you're much more sensitive than I am, Jess, but, but you know, I'm, I'm working on it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so I get... I can wait. I can hardly wait for discussions with you and Cameron about forty years from now. Not that I'll be here, but it's oh, a, yeah. a yeah. father-son kind of a thing. <laughs> I think. Uh, but yeah. So, anyways, that, that's again. That's not really a. That's more. That doesn't fit necessarily the mold of uh, that we've been talking about in the past. But yeah, it's it's certainly an option. And if you are interested, the costs have have come down enough to where we now put them in portfolios. I mean, going back even. Three, three or four years, we didn't have a lot of uh, socially conscious investments in our portfolios just because the gap between uh, the cost gap between uh, an option like that was so significant relative to you know a similar uh, you know an index fund right the S&P yep. a large cap index fund um, is is extremely cheap and in order to get a uh, you know a bunch of years ago a similar investment would have cost you a bunch more money but now those costs are coming down as demand grows and as assets flow into them they're able to get economies of scale and yeah. so now we're at a point where we're saying Hey, you know what? It's it's not a it's you know it's only going to cost you an extra third of a percent per year. Let's say as an example, that's that's probably a good a good yeah, guess at it. We're, we're comfortable enough to do that and have some portfolios about that. So. Yeah. Oh, time to go. Just any any. You don't have to. You don't have to have any grand summary comments. Any thought or two before we leave? Or no, I think I'm okay. Good. Uh, the only thought I have, folks, is our next week's show is on Social Security, and you ought to be there. My name is Mike McNamara. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day, and Just we'll catch you sometime. Okay. All right. Talk soon. Bye-bye.